Welcome to Strutit, a place where CEOs and entrepreneurs circle up and get real about how hard and deeply rewarding this whole forging your own path thing is. As a bold dreamer and innovator, it can feel like your house burns down 50 times each day as you try to build the non-conventional life you love. In this podcast, we will dance with the flames of uncertainty, self-doubt, and money scarcity as we build the business empire of our dreams so that we no longer fear the fire, but welcome the heat. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marbury, and I built a six-figure dance studio business from a Craigslist ad and a brilliant idea. Together, we strut through the flames of business ownership, sharing the crucial mindsets, strategies, and collaborations of a life and business dance full out. Today, you get to meet one very special person to me. This human has been supporting me in my dance studio business for the last year. She is a small business consultant, and not only does she just come with a lot of wisdom and humor, and she's just fun to be around, but she has a very interesting story and journey that she's been on, and I was so excited to invite her to be a guest on the podcast today because I know that so many of us as small business owners, entrepreneurs are going to relate to some of the struggles that she's been through and that she's willing to be transparent and, and open with us today about, which is such a blessing. So yeah, I'm, I'm just so, so honored mm-hmm. and excited. So let me officially introduce <laughs> this woman. <laughs> Her name is Stephanie Bro Bradley. And she is a former wealth management analyst and a fitness studio owner, which she went on to sell her studio. And now she is a small business consultant and she specializes in the health and wellness industry. And that's how we connected. Stephanie is also a mother of three, a cancer survivor, and a lover of music and movement. She is all about always moving forward. And I'm so excited to have her on the show today. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What an amazing introduction. I hope that I live up to that. Oh, so, you yes. will. You will. <laughs> you already have. Well, thank um, you. So let's go back and you've had a journey and I would love for you to share with us some of your background and how you got to this place of being the small business consultant who has this mindset of I'm moving forward and I can get through anything. And I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit of your journey. Sure. It's interesting that you first brought up the moving forward because that has been kind of a mental and a physical thing for me for as long as I can remember. It it doesn't help that I'm impatient, but the physical moving forward, I just don't do well in feeling stuck. So that's always been a mantra of mine to kind of get me out of that mental space when I feel stuck. Did not realize how much that would come into play with entrepreneurship when it comes to what that looks like, kind of tapping into those qualities that I learned a long time ago. For me, the real crux of my adult journey started with motherhood. I um, was a wealth management analyst living in Chicago, had my first child right after 9-11 and had some real time decisions to make because I didn't want to do my job less than 100%. And here I was a first time mother not knowing what that looked like. So gave up my job, gave up the accolades that you have when someone can says, great job or give you a bonus or 
that sort of thing into something that was a very thankless role, but at the same time was ridiculously fulfilling ridiculously fulfilling. I threw myself into, I like to call it the martyrdom of the PTA club. When you're a mother and you're looking for an outlet and you started volunteering all the time. And what I realized after the birth of my third child was there was kind of a consistent path of me losing who I was, showing up for them, doing what I needed to do, but I always came last. Therefore, I didn't feel that forward motion. So long story short, I fell into an exercise. I gave myself the gift of going back to physical movement and ended each class on the floor in tears because I was like, oh my God, this is where she is. I found her or at least knew that I was on the journey to find her again. The flip side of that was finding myself realized I wasn't happy in my marriage. I wasn't happy in not having an outside outlet other than being a mother. And I wasn't happy living so far away from my family. So the good and bad of the awakening is that you feel less pressure. But then when you start to look at the aspects of your life and you start to see maybe there are some cracks, then you have to address them. Yeah. Wow. And it's one thing to notice the cracks, but to actually take the action to address them <laughs> that like, even when you, you know, you say that it's just like the lump goes in my throat of like, <laughs> Oh, but then you have to do the like super uncomfortable thing. Uncomfortable is a great word. Yeah. Uncomfortable is a great word. Cause you want to feel at ease and you want to feel aligned. And it was the first time that I kind of felt like, well, wait a minute. I was doing everything I was supposed to do. Right. Like I followed the rules. I was the first born. I went to high school. I got good grades so I could get into a good college. And then I found someone that I wanted to spend my life with. And then like, what now? There was no rule book, which on one hand was great because I get to figure it out. But on the other hand, when you're looking at a situation with cracks, what you want is some advice and what to do. And so being stuck and not knowing how to move forward was very, very difficult for me. As a fast forward again, when I finally got my feet underneath me, decided to move back home and bring my love of the fitness and the finance world that I've been and open up my own studio. And what's interesting is that looking back, girl, I was a bull in a china shop. Like when you look back the first time you do business and you're like, oh my God, I should have spent more time doing this and I could have saved money doing this. And why didn't I just reach out to this? It was like laser focused. I need to get home. I need to get my family there. And that was it. And so as I'm trunking along, I'm opening up my business. I'm in like year three. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm in the middle of a divorce and I do my first self-check ever in my life. And I found what felt like a squishy toy from like Chuck E. Cheese. It wasn't a hard lump. And in a way, I kind of chuckle now that I look back on this because I have a lot of angels that play cards every Friday night in heaven. And it must have been one of them because I tend to be stubborn. Check, check. You need to check something because I had not been aligned in a while. Like you think about it. I'm in a new city again, getting my new kids situated, going through a divorce with my husband. Like there was just a lot of and I wasn't listening to my body. I wasn't listening. And I had preached that to all of my clients in class. Give the time to yourself. Listen to your body. You put everyone else first. But I did not take that advice for myself. So here I find myself with a business that's growing, breast cancer, going through a divorce, and something had to give. So forward motion, I put feelers out there. I sold my business in three days. 
And it ended up being six months before COVID. Oh my gosh. You couldn't have timed that better. <laughs> no. And, and when I tell you, I was questioning everything like, why, why, why I'm just figuring it out. Why did I get cancer? Why did I not walk off into the sunset with the man that I had chosen? What, what have I done wrong? What, what have I done wrong? I thought I played by the rules. And what I realized, and I'm going to get kind of vulnerable here, maybe upset talking about it was I was given the best blessing of my life because it caused me to slow down. It caused me to really evaluate what was working in my life and what wasn't working in my life, who was working in my life and who wasn't working in my life. And it gave me a lot of time to be very introspective, which is gratifying and humbling all at the same time. I realized that I was a very reactive person. I realized that I could be judgmental. And I realized that not only did I need to take patience with myself, I needed to take that with others. And the biggest thing that I walked away from all of this was the perspective I gained. And we've talked about this because there's a lot of sensitive things that are going on in the world now. And we could probably pick three and someone else would have three totally different ones. And not that I always agree with the other viewpoint, but now I pause to try and understand where they're coming from, why they're coming from that place. And I kind of feel like it disarms something in me to really open up and have a conversation about what it looks like. And that has been by far the coolest thing because the relationship that that has benefited the most is with my ex-husband. Wow. You know, it's interesting as you're reflecting this back, because in working with you and being one of your clients, I feel that this is a gift that you bring to, to everybody that comes in your field, because I remember, you know, I've had some issues with instructors or just feeling like snubbed. I mean, it doesn't even have to be instructors. It could be a CPA or it could be a lawyer or it could be anyone, anyone who, you know, when you're running a business, there's a lot of different players that you're dealing with. And I, I feel like that's one of the gifts that you gave me was that I was pretty, I was always very quick to take it very personally, you know, find tone in a text mm -hmm. or an email. And you were always so great at like helping me to pause, take a deep breath, zoom out and, and tr really try to look at it from the other person's perspective. Just hearing you tell your story now, it makes so much sense how you learned that, like that you learned that through your life experience and mm -hmm. how I, I can only imagine how having a diagnosis like cancer would really give you perspective on things. <laughs> so I, I thank you for blessing me with that perspective because I feel like as a boss and a leader and a CEO, that is such an important skill to have as a boss and CEO. It's not about always being right. It's about learning how to have these tough conversations from a mm -hmm. compassionate lens. One of the things you taught me is to be really curious of like, Hmm, I, you know, I wonder what's going on for you or whatever. So you're coming from that lens of curiosity versus putting all your assumptions and judgment on that person. It was interesting when you said something and I want to make sure your listeners know it is really easy as an outside person for me to see that when I'm dealing with you or a client, it's still a practice for yourself. So one thing that I learned from a seminar that I was in, because as an entrepreneur, you know, the grind of getting clients or marketing or social media and all getting that all out there, that there are a lot of opportunities that come up, but you don't get them all, especially in the beginning as you're working towards that. 
And you mentioned this earlier. I too was in a place of where I would take it personally. Like, why didn't they like me? Or what didn't I do that could have ended in a different outcome? And in this seminar, what the person said was, you didn't get that opportunity because it wasn't yours to get. It's simply a door shutting because your vision needs to be looking in a different direction where the door is open. So when she said that in my mind, the visual I had of, you know how when you go try on wedding dresses, not that you do it all the time, but there's that middle kind of platform and you can have like a 360 degree mirror to see every aspect. I imagine the 360 degrees being doors and then you're standing on there and you're just turning. You keep turning and a door might shut and a door might shut. And it's a bigger plan so that you are facing the direction you need to face so that you know you need to walk. And it's not always in your timing. And it's not always in the order in what you would do it. But that's allowed me to give myself a lot of grace when what I thought was the path I needed to take turned out not to be, whether it's personal or business. I love that visual. I'm such a visual person. Mm -hmm. So like (laughs) imagining all the mirrors and the doors. And I really love that. And I think it's really smart. It's a smart visual too. Have you heard that saying of everything is figure outable? Yeah. So it's kind of, uh, to me, in a way, it's almost like it's not that the doors even shut. It's just that, like you were saying, the door isn't for you, but this other path is, and that is like open and flowing and and aligned. And that actually is like your path. But the only way that you are going to find the door that is open is if you go try to like (laughs) knock on a bunch of doors, right? Like you have to put yourself out there. Like you can't be like, I'm just going to stand on this pedestal until I find Mm -hmm. the door. You are putting yourself out there. And that's what I see in your story is that you did the tough stuff. Like you, you made the life changes that weren't easy because you took a stand for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious how you transitioned from when you moved home and you were rebuilding your life and navigating divorce, navigating cancer, you know, you told us you, you sold your studio, which is incredible. You sold it within three days. Like that's, that could be a whole nother episode of how you <laughs> amazing. But how did you transition into small business consulting and what were some of the challenges or that you kind of experienced in going through that? So it's interesting that you asked me that because I had had a student that would come to my studio that lived probably about an hour away and she would come like every other weekend. And so after I had gone through all of this, she reached out to me and said, you know, I'm thinking about opening up my own studio. Can you teach me everything you know? And Elizabeth, it brought me to tears because I felt like I had been so beaten down by life. I didn't feel like I was successful because I had to sell my business before I was ready. And it just made me realize how much relatability one person can bring to the table just by having walked the path. And it kind of brought me back kind of like in sync with my sickness, because for me, I had to tunnel vision so that I could physically get through it. And so I wanted to speak to somebody who had walked the path before me. I remember very clearly, I had a friend, I have a friend named Beth who went through it about a year before me and I would call her up and I said, I think I'm depressed. And she says, how far are out from X, Y, and Z? And I told her and she's like, yep, you're exactly where you need to be. And that's helped so much to have that relatability. Wow. And so what you learned is that we all need that relatability and we all need that person 
who's walked the path before us. And so with you creating your own consulting company, that was the role that you decided that you wanted to play was to kind of be that person to like walk next to the person as they were navigating like these waters of entrepreneurship. Is that right? It is. And it's amazing. Just like from the outside perspective, I deal with clients and we talk and have all of these ideas and I start laughing and they're like, what? And I'm like, I wish I would have had this idea when I had my studio. And I realize now that with the relatability, at first I was beating myself up, trying to think of like, okay, what are all the things that I did really well so that I can share? And I realized very quickly that my value comes in the things I should have done differently or the things I now look back on that I should have spent more time on. But what helps, because especially after COVID, is that like emotional connection that a lot of entrepreneurs need, that it's not just business numbers, processes, and that sort of stuff. Sometimes you need someone to vent, be a sounding board, be a cheerleader, let you know that you are doing well, that you deserve whatever it is that you are working towards. And I found, especially during COVID, that was a huge part of the consulting process. Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. And that's why I love having a consultant or a coach. I feel like in the last few years, I've been so intentional about building like my inner circle of Mm -hmm. like other badass business owners who are in the muck, doing the scary stuff every day, risking their money, risking their time, because it can be such a lonely journey. And I've actually realized in the last couple of months of how much more I need to be connecting with my team members because I didn't realize like how lonely I was in my head within my own company. And one way to solve that is to have more meetings with your people. (laughs) And I think I was really resistant to that for whatever reason, but I hope that everyone listening just knows that if, if you were like me or like Stephanie, where there was that, there's There's that that time period in your life where you think like, I have to do it all myself. Like, or there's that business owner lie of like, no one can do it better than me. Right. And what I have learned, and I wish I had learned this like 10 (laughs) years ago is that no one is meant to do this alone. The most successful people that you can think of have a massive team of people supporting them. Even if it starts really small with you hire a VA to help you five hours a week or something. It doesn't have to be a ton of money or time, but just know that no one is designed to build a business completely like by themselves. Please get a consultant. Please get a coach. Please go find a business bestie, you know, do this with other people. It's so much more fun and it's so much less isolating. And Stephanie, you definitely had many calls where I'm just like, I just hate everything. Everything is horrible. You know, and you're just like, okay, let's, you know, like where you are, have been that cheerleader for me. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And, and I hope that you have that for you because yeah, when you're the coach or the consultant or the mentor, you have to also have that. You need to have those, those people in your life as well. Well, I hope you realize that you're one of those people for me. It's you, you've created a safe space for me to be vulnerable, which is not really easy. And I remember thinking to myself like, okay, well, I can't go to her for a question because she's the one that hired me. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. That's not really practicing what I preach anymore. So I appreciate 
the vulnerability and the safe space that you allow for me to have those moments as well. Mm, You're so welcome. And thank you for that reflection. And one thing that came up for me when you were talking and it kind of, um, kind of taps into both like the physical and the, the mental movement of it, because I still keep my feet in the studio to teach. Cause I kind of want to just keep that relationship, but now it's different meaning for me because now I am really drilling into them. You need to quiet your mind and find a connection with your body because it's going to tell you everything you need to know. And that's really hard to do sometimes, you know, starting with the motherhood and the putting everybody else. And for me, I equate um, sitting still with being lazy and I equate being lazy with being unproductive and I equate being unproductive with having no value. And so it's been a had be a mental mindset shift for me that I need to listen to what's going on with my body because I've already learned the hard way. It's going to tell you and it's going to tell you really loudly if you're not. Thank you for sharing that with everybody. Yes. I, I'm so sorry that you had to learn the lesson through the hard, the hard way that that you had to learn it, but I'm so happy that you're able to spread that message forward. And yeah, like the world would be so different if everybody was taught, like your body knows these practices that get you out of your head and into your body. I mean, they're as valuable as like investing in a business coach Mm -hmm. or going and getting your MBA or like if people put the same amount of energy into like getting intimate with what is happening within my body. And it's not, if, if you're listening to this and you're like, I have no idea what they're talking about. This is a practice that you learn. It's called embodiment practices. And what that really means is just opportunities for you to get in your body. So whether you're sitting down and you're staring at the wall for five minutes and you're just focusing on the, the air coming in your nose and out your mouth, that is an embodiment practice. It doesn't even have to be movement. Mm -hmm. I I'm like you, Stephanie, I learned at a very young age that movement is the key to my mental health. Like Mm -hmm. if I stop, if I stop moving, if I stop dancing, I would get really depressed. I get really anxious. So to me, movement has always been a lifeline but I know that that's not intuitive for everybody. So if you're listening to this, hear it from Stephanie, hear it from me, that if you can cultivate some sort of embodiment practice, whether that's Pilates, yoga, dance, walking outside in nature, focusing on your breath, meditation, whatever it is, it is as important as your therapy. It is as important as your business coach. It's as important as your funnel, you know? So don't, don't leave your body to, to the end of the list. Cause yeah, you're right. Stephanie, our bodies will be like, okay, I'm done. I think that's why they made up that saying, you know, how you hear when you get older, like I wish I knew now, but I had the body or whatever, of when I was younger kind of thing, I'm not getting that quote. Right. But anyway, you kind of <laughs> wait, I think about that now and I'm like, oh my God, I would have handled like college relationships so much differently, like knowing what I know, like, it's not about me. Okay, cool. Go. We're good. All of that kind of just, yes. I wish I knew then what I know now, I think is okay, what you were but trying then you have to, to add say. the body. Got it. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, no, totally. uh, but even if like, and I know we're kind of going off on a tangent, but I even thought about this, like the connection with my body is different, like different things affect it differently. It's, it's sensitive now. And the mind plays a role in that too. So like if my stomach is being sensitive, I I hear an inner dialogue because I want a bagel, but I'm not supposed to eat a bagel. Now, I don't know who told me that I wasn't supposed to eat a bagel, but that's what I have in my head. 
So the grace I give myself now, I eat that bagel. I enjoy that bagel. You better and there's eat that no, bagel. And there's no conversation about the bagel in my head after. Like it's what my body wanted and needed. We're good. And Amen it's so freeing. It is so freeing because I think that a lot of the weight that we carry, either mental, emotional, or physical, we bring upon ourselves by that like internal narrative that we have of how things are supposed to go. And letting it go truly just lets it all go. But it's a practice. Yeah, it's a practice. And yeah, I agree with you. We spend so much of our energy, you know, kind of policing ourselves in our brains. And that's really not our fault. That was, that was conditioned into us from being little girls and watching our moms do it and all of Mm -hmm. that. So, but I agree with you. I feel like as a woman in my forties, I'm now like, I'm going to do what I want. And that's where I'm always like, it's awesome getting older because you start to just give less of a beep and you're just like, I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to eat the bagel. And, and I can only imagine like you were saying, bringing it back to your point of like the importance of perspective on your Mm -hmm. life, like just eat the bagel, (laughs) just please eat the bagel. You know, this has been so fun, Stephanie. And I really loved, I love talking to you. I always do. And I really appreciate you sharing sharing your story and the ups and the downs and how you've really like created this life for yourself and how you've struggled and you've made it out and you've found a new door and it's been really inspiring. So if there's some health and wellness, you know, professionals who are listening, who are like, I need a small business consultant. And I love Stephanie, where can they find you to learn more about your services? So the best place to go is my website. It's bro, B-R-E-A-U-X, Bradley, consulting.com. And on there, um, it has links to LinkedIn, social media. I actually provide a free coffee and conversation for people that just kind of want to chat it out to see if this is a direction that they want to go. And I appreciate the time. This has just been, this was my first podcast. I was a little nervous, but again, thank you for creating the safe space. You rocked it. You did such a great job. And I will be sure to link your website in the show notes. If you guys want to go check out Stephanie's offerings, I hope that you, my beloved listener just felt seen in some way by this episode. If there was just one nugget that resonated with your heart, please send me a DM, send me an email. Let me know what resonated. If you love today's episode, take a screenshot, share it on social media, tag me, tag Stephanie. We'd love to share it with our audiences. And I'm sending you so much love on this entrepreneurial and life journey. May we take some time to get into our bodies today and seek support so we don't have to go it alone. I will see you next time. I'm Elizabeth Marbury, and I want to thank you for being here. Let's keep the dance party going by hanging out on social media together. You can follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Marbury or dance with me on TikTok at Wedding Dance Coach. If you love today's show, be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.